Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. Once again, we have returned to talk to you about the upcoming NFL games, stuff about the NFL, you know, all that good stuff. Here we are, me, the boys, just kicking back, having a nice time. Guys, how are you both doing? Good and tag. We're, we're recording this on a Thursday and we've got a cracking matchup. Cracking matchup of the Carolina Panthers and Atlanta Falcons. No, I cannot look forward to this more if I tried. And I, I, I don't know why he's doing that to us. I don't know. Mm. I don't know why he's coming and he's doing that to us, trying to hype up this dead game. Good and tag to all our fans in Germany. Um, I hope you think of us when you're in Munich. Uh, that's that's a game I'm looking forward to. But uh, I'm, other than that, I'm good. As my brother saying, Panthers Falcons. That's the game. Other than that, to watch. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's talk about it then. If you're so interested in talking about it, let's talk about it. No, no, I'm, I'm Oh, good. no, 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 you, you, you've got us here now. All right, fine. These guys yeah, met each other the day before Halloween and gave us an overtime game, which the Falcons won uh, 37-34. It was a game where realistically, you're going to, well, not realistically, we had it. So Marcus Mariota threw two picks, uh, PJ Walker threw a pick, but it was a game where Don Tar Foreman broke out um, with 26 carries for 118 yards. But it was it was a dead, well not a dead, it was a weird game, and that ending was really weird because obviously the game goes to overtime thanks to, as we talked about previously on the podcast, DJ Moore taking off his helmet after celebrating a ridiculous touchdown catch, mm-hmm. pushing that uh, extra point further back, missing the extra point, goes to overtime, the kicker misses in overtime, like lots of shenanigans happens, and in the end the Falcons win. Very exciting match, like you know. So you can't call happened. it a dead game. Realistically, oh, if it lives up to the last <laughs> week, it's probably the best Thursday night football game. It is in a it while. Is, it is not going to live up to what it was two weeks ago. I'm afraid to say. I I, I think this is such a one-sided game. You gave me this two weeks ago. Yeah, fair. This is a one-sided game. You're pulling that face at me, but I think one of these teams have really, really like shot themselves in the foot quite a few times this year. Then they're going backwards, they're not going forwards, and that's the Panthers. Mm-hmm. To make this matchup even more interesting, the Falcons have Cordarrelle Patterson back to add to the mix of their running backs. So that might make them clear of DJ Moore, who we don't know what he's going to produce week on week due to their quarterback carousel. Or just a really bad quarterback play. Well, I, yeah, that, I mean, that's what hampers is it? That's what, that's what his issue is, is that his quarterback isn't, uh, isn't consistent. Obviously, DJ Moore deserves better than what he's been given. Um, I know he's your guy, Shan. I know you he, like him. Uh, the, this year, his 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 caused me some scarring for my fantasy football team. So I'm not sure if I can forgive him for that. Uh, but at least this week, uh, the weather's going to be wet and windy, apparently. So at least the the Panthers will have some excuses why they can only complete <laughs> one pass to DJ Moore, maybe the whole game. It's going to come look, down to that ground game. It, but, <clears throat> those quick outlet passes to like Kyle Pitts. To be fair, both these teams look like they've been able to run the ball better, though. Like, you know, Dante Foreman looks like a beast for that Carolina backfield. And then this this Atlanta backfield, like you say, it's a four-headed beast now. Um, all right, let's pick it, though. Let's let's pick who we're going to choose for this game. Uh, we'll start with um, Shamil, as he likes to prefer his answers beforehand. And me and Shamil will just copy his. <laughs> I know you guys are going to copy my pick here. Falcons... For the win, um, I can't pick on uh, Panthers after last week. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I... Go on, Sean. yeah. Falcons as well. I don't. I hate this game. Um, they're the least ugly of the two teams. There. Yeah, that's same in my camp. It's the Falcons. 
basically it's the same reasoning. They're just the they're the team that's like more likely to win. That's it, really. They're not the ugliest team. Um, all right, move on. Let's talk about this Sunday. NFL is back in Europe in Munich with the Seattle Seahawks playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Germany gets the best game by far. That we've we've never had a game this good here. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 been ten years or so. So you know, nine years. I don't know how many years it's been now. So we might have had some corkers in that time frame. But this Not is this is a bit more spicy. This is a bit more spicy. Yeah. Um. I've, I I'm not sure if the books are actually the favourites in this, but um. For me, no, they're not. They're not okay. Um, yeah, Seahawks are on fire. They they're demolishing teams, and even though the Cardinals, I don't say they played them close, but the game was still within reach. But I don't know. I feel like there's another level to go with Seattle, um, because Gino is on form, Kenny's on form, that defense and their rookies are on form. But I I feel like they still need to hit another level. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I feel like they do have like a fifth gear that they've not quite reached yet. Like they're still in fourth, trying to move up another gear. Their offense looks dangerous at all times, but it's their defense that's really been a difference maker, I think, especially these last few games for them. Their defense really stepped up and really started to look good. That's worrisome for a Tampa Bay Buccaneers where their offense is the one that is causing them the headaches. Well, according to Pete Carroll, it's, it's, it's not that side of the ball. It's, it's because Gino's using his, his wristband, which Russell Russ, <laughs> Russ wasn't. So maybe, maybe that's what Brady needs to do now. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe Brady needs to start what? having his wristband more. The Seahawks draft class will go down as one of the best in, I would say, the last twenty years. When you look at individual draft classes, you think about that Saints draft class, where they un- unraveled loads of players. Ryan Ramchek draft class, um, not the not, Seahawks... not the draft class where they give up all their picks to move up and, and trade for yeah, yeah, one, for, one, yeah. one draft pick. <laughs> yeah, pick, pick uh, yeah, it's not one of them. And Marcus Davenport, actually. We did it twice for the same position. With, and Marcus, honestly, don't forget that. Mickey Loomis, man. Day. But anyway. Like as well as trading now. Anyway, let's not talk about the same thing. But the Seahawks have basically nailed every single round at this point. And that's the big reason why they're playing so well here. Both their tackles are rookies. Both playing well. Abe Lucas looks an absolute star. We already know their left tackle in the first round looks good. And their corners look good. Kobe Bryant and um, Tariq Woolen, who we've mentioned on and on. And then... Yeah, their running game. The only thing that I always have in the back of my mind is, can I trust Geno Smith against this good defense? I always seem to have that in my mind, which I can't just take out because he's been playing so good. And it, still he's, he's, he's played good defenses, though. So, like, the Cardinals, although they're, you know, they're the Cardinals, they're actually quite a highly ranked defense. Like, their defense is actually playing all right. So he's played good defenses, and he's shown that he can play against them. Mm. And I, I would, I wouldn't. It's just that trust factor, though. Yeah, no, for sure. But I wouldn't put this Buccaneers defense any like this. I'd put them on sort of a similar level as what the Cardinals defense is showing so far this year. Obviously, Tampa Bay's got the pieces, but you know the loss of Shaq Barrett is going to hurt them more. Then they're going to struggle at that pass right rush. Um, Vita Bay is the X factor, right? He has been all season long for the Buccaneers. He leads the team in sacks. He's not a guy who should be leading the team in sacks. No, but, but he's absolutely that, playing at an all-pro level. Yeah, for sure. But then that shows you their issue, though. Vita Bay is the guy that's leading them for sacks when it should be an edge rusher. It should be a, a guy that can come off the edge and make, make the tackles, not a and, guy having to fight his way through the middle. And the Seahawks O-line uh, isn't the Rams O-line because last week uh, Stafford was all over the place. I don't think the Buccaneers D-line would have that easy of a of a job against 
against this offensive line. No, I, I completely agree. Um, and as I said, the offense for the Bucks is what the what the headache really is. They showed even against the Rams, they weren't really clicking. They haven't clicked all year. Brady's not looked himself. Obviously, we've talked about the injuries to the offensive line that's really hurt them. And you, like we we can only keep saying it to a certain point though, because other teams are also struggling with injuries on the offensive line. According to PFF, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think they're pretty pretty average. So it's not like they're horrendous, they're bottom of the pack. Um, and it, I think everyone's using that as an excuse for it, everyone play, playing terrible. It's Tom Brady. Hmm. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate they're middle of the pack, but it's Tom Brady. And not only is it Tom Brady, you look at the weapons and the pieces, like the individual players that he's got around him, there's no way that this team should be playing at that level because of the talent level across the board on that team. It's just the injuries, though. That, that's been a big part. Like, uh, teams get injured. Yeah, teams fact. get injured. Yeah, but you look at across the board, O-line, receivers, tight end. There's mm. not, only the quarterback has stayed healthy. Their rec- receivers are always injured. The like, news stop dropping passes, though. Mike Evans. That's, that's the issue. Passes. Anyway, th- let's, let's move on with our lives, because although this is an exciting matchup, it's only exciting to a point. Uh, I'll, I'll pick this one first, Sham. Don't you worry about that. And I will pick the Seattle Seahawks. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I do this every week. Um, but I, at some point, I'm going to be right. At some point... 17 and 0. At some point, uh, the Buccaneers will get it right. I'm going the Seahawks because I'm just picking the better team here right now, and that is the Seahawks. Well, let's move to a game. I think it's the Midwest. I'm not sure if it's the Midwest. I don't really know American like geography <laughs> that well. But it's against two of the teams with the better records that are two very exciting teams. One's coming off quite a bad loss to a divisional rival. The other one is on the Ascension, but I just squeaked to win. Buffalo Bills, Minnesota Vikings, playing uh, at Orchard Park. Is so Josh Allen playing? Bills. Don't know. That's uh, the question. That's, that's the million-dollar question. He didn't practice Wednesday. Um, this is where you go. If, if it's Case Keenum revenge game, I don't see it happening. <laughs> The Case Keenan revenge game. Well, let's not forget, he was really good in that Minnesota Vikings. Don't, don't you start. I don't want to well, talk about it. And don't Simon, talk about you should know all about Case Keenum. So you shouldn't be laughing about him. Move on. Move on. Don't want to talk about it. No, uh, no. but this, this is the question, though, isn't it? Josh Allen, obviously, he's got an elbow injury, I think they said it is. Mm-hmm. So he's day-to-day, and it, it depends whether he play or not. Do they have enough pieces to win without Josh Allen playing? I don't know. I don't think so. Not after yeah. the performance they gave against the Jets. Like their offense didn't look particularly good. I know the Jets' defense are a good defense this year, but they just didn't look themselves. But maybe that's the injury's got something to do with that. Maybe I don't know. No, I, I agree with you because against this Minnesota team, you're going to need firepower. Because as good as the Bills' defense is, I still trust. Can't believe I'm saying this. I still trust that Cousins <laughs> for a point. Yeah. What the- well, that, that's the point, though. And, like, you look at the weapons on this Vikings offense now. Justin Jefferson, Adam Feeden, who they had already. But then they, they made that trade for Hawkinson. It paid out already quite well for them in his first game. He got, what, 90 yards and, like, nine receptions or something like that. So he's already, like, an integral part of their offense, it seems. Dalvin Cook's playing like old Dalvin Cook. So this offense, you know he's cooking it. It's firing. So you um, are going to have to put up points. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Josh Allen's injury came, what, right at the end, I think. But it's... I think this is a game where the Buffalo Bills go back to what we've been crying out for, run heavy. It's the right time of the year. 
You're playing against Minnesota. It's a ball. You want to control the clock. I think this is the Devin Singletree breakout game of the season. Um, I think they're going to give it to him. I think Naeem Hines will get involved finally. I think they try and manage this situation for the next three weeks. They, they play the Vikings now, but then they've got the Detroit Lions. And I can't remember the, the, the team after that. It's not, it's not the toughest uh, schedule for the next after this week for the two weeks because then they play their divisional games which is where they want Josh Allen healthy. If I'm the if I'm the Vikings, I'm going to prepare as if I'm playing Case Keenum more than I'm probably playing Josh Allen. Um because that's where I'm leaning towards. But yeah, you're right about the Vikings. They they seem to have the firepower on offense. Um and if there's any weakness in this Bills quarterback situation, I think they'll expose it. So the Bills yeah, so, are lacking another receiver and I, I'm so, yeah, sorry. sorry, just to come back to you on the schedule situation, it's the Vikings, then they play the Cleveland Browns, and then they play the Detroit Lions, and then, like you say, it's back to three divisional games. And they'll want they'll want uh, Josh Allen healthy for that. But this is also a big game where they've got two lesser games, in a way. In a uh, close sorry, division what, as well. What were you saying about uh, a receiver? I think the Bills do lack that second top-tier receiver next to um, Diggs. And I think it's showing... You've got because no respect to Gabe Davis. He's been too inconsistent for them. They're, they're not putting up points, and they are missing that receiver situation. Do you know who they're um, missing? I'm, I'm surprised to say it, but Emmanuel Sanders. They are, yeah. Because I, I think Gabe Davis is fine in his role, but they don't have... And again, Isaiah McKenzie is good in his role, but they're lacking a consistent number two receiver because what Gabe Davis isn't is consistent. Gabe, well, Gabe Davis is a home run hitter, isn't he? That's that's his thing. That's what's his bread and butter. Like he he'll be the guy that will get you like those seventy yard like receptions down the field. But what they need is like a possession receiver because Diggs is you like all out star. But you need a guy like Sanders or a guy like you know like a Landry or like someone like that who will get those dirty yards in the middle. Or or a guy like Naeem Hines lining him up outside. You put well, him in for a reason. Or a guy like Hines potentially. I, I think this game uh, pick comes down to if you think Josh Allen will play or not. Um, and there are, the, after this week, so they've got, they're playing the Browns and they have a quick turnaround for Thanksgiving, I think, against the Lions. Yeah. So that might be a reason for them to sit him right now because they've got two close games. I personally don't think they, they will. It's the NFL. We've seen injured players trotted out there even when they shouldn't be. <laughs> Well, um, the Bills should be thinking long-term here. They're going for the Super Bowl. I think you let um, Josh Allen recover. I don't think you play him this close after his injury. I, I, for me, it's the severity of the injury, isn't it? Because obviously, you still need to win. It's not like you're in a division where you're you're racing away anymore. You know, Miami's nipping at your heels. The Jets are nipping at your heels, surprisingly. So it's not like they can rest on their laurels and think, you know, the division's going to be wrapped up. They still have to win these games. Yeah, this but if is... he tears, them more, tears it more... That's they're not going to do anything then. No, I I agree. You, you don't want your star quarterback to get injured more. However, you also need to win this game. And does Case Keenum give you a chance to win this game? I don't think so. So it's it's tough, isn't it? But let's go ahead and pick it, and let's just choose who we're gonna gonna go. Shan, you can start us off with this. Okay, uh, counter to what I'm saying, and I think Josh will play. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, <laughs> I'm hedging my bets here because there's a chance that Josh Allen plays, in which case it's going to be a close game. Mm. But if Josh Allen doesn't play, the Vikings are clearly going to win. So I'm playing the percentages here when, when we're recording this on a Thursday. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. 
I want to see um, Kirk Cousins with his chain again, dancing around. I'm going Vikings. I'm going to be really boring here, and I'm also going to pick the Vikings. Oh, but... here we go again. Well, it's it's the reason why, it, alongside the Josh Allen issue, is that their defense is at the minute pretty banged up as well. Greg Rizou, I can't say his name, but there we go. Give it a go. Um, he is out with an ankle injury, potentially. And there's other key defenders that they've got on their defense not playing. Safeties, this, isn't it? So injuries yeah. as well. And then the what the Vikings do well is they've got receivers that can go downfield and score. And that's they're going to struggle to match up with them. So, yeah, the Vikings are my pick. All right. I want to talk about two teams who have given way too much coverage this year. And it's yeah, you want to give them more coverage. The Colts and the Raiders. <laughs> I think if there's any week we're talking about them, it's yeah, this week. True. Oh, yeah. With Jeff Saturday going there, who has got Devontae Adams in his fantasy football team, so um <laughs> and yeah, he criticized the Raiders for being awful. So let's yeah, see a week he... ago he tweeted Raiders are awful, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah so, so let's see silent. let's see if he if it was his fantasy football team um rather than the actual team. Although to be honest, with his lack of experience, I don't know what to expect. Well well not only that, the play caller is like a thirty one year old like QB assistant. He's like this is this is what they've come down to. The guy didn't know his staff members when he came in. There's a weird guy calling the plays on offense. It's all just a bit strange for this Colts team at the minute. Yet he's still determined that they're not they're not tanking. They're trying to win. That's a load of rubbish. They are trying to tank. <laughs> Is that why um, they've hired him? To, to uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. If you don't think they're just trying to tank this, you're wrong. They're, this... they're... They're clearly trying to get a higher draft pick. Yeah, this is why the NFL needs a lottery system. So you're not guaranteed the number one overall pick if you're um, the worst team in the NFL. You have a chance to pick. I don't know if it should be weighted. Maybe it should. But we need to stop teams from tanking because the Colts did it for Andrew Luck before. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't they do this for Luck? <laughs> Isn't this like eerie, eerily similar to when they drafted Luck? They just, like you know, decided to lose all their last, last games of the season and got the number one overall pick. And it you works know. as well. That's that's the sad thing because well, obviously they've ruined I, Andrew Luck. But... Only if only if the Colts, not if you're the Jaguars, who do it every year and <laughs> still terrible. That's hey, true. Hold, hold up. <laughs> well, as much as I like Jeff Saturday as a player, I think for all the right reasons, I don't want him to be um, having this all all around success. Goody, good boy, friends coming in, winning. And I, the NF, I just don't think it helps the diversity issue that the NFL is facing. The the fair hiring processes they're trying to show. I think the, also the Raiders will take it personally. Saturday but, tweeting that, coming in like that, you can't lose to a team that's got basically but, no OC. But this Raiders team is uh, like absolutely defunct. Like, I don't know what's going on. They, they Bad head like, coaching. They should have well, kept Richard Bissachia. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. They had a guy in the building that they liked, and they, they got like, well, the team liked anyway. The 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 um, owner might not have, but like the the issue is that three times this year now they've been up by seventeen points, and three times they've lost like those games. Poor they're adjustments. Well, yeah, the, the team can't win. Like the problem is they're a team that can't win, and like they're going against a team that's intentionally trying to lose. That's all this game's going to be. It's going to be which team hands it off to the opponent more. It's yeah, but what we're gonna say. I think Josh McDaniels needs to get wins. I think the players have frustrated with him. 
in a way, I think they're starting to show. Josh, Josh McDaniels do need to get wins. He's in his first year, but I, I don't think the, the owner's going to sit on this. <laughs> well, well, that's why when Sham saw a tweet earlier with all this fiasco <laughs> going on on Twitter with, you know, blue check marks and everything, uh, there was a fake Adam Schefter tweeting that Josh McDaniels was fired. And it was actually believable that he could lose his job because the Raiders have been that bad. Well, yeah, they, they, they I, talked I about it. it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was searching for the, the tweet afterwards. And couldn't but, can, it can, I, can I quickly say, Rich Basachi instilled grit in this team last year after what had happened. Do you reckon, they'll, both of you guys, do you reckon they'll be losing some of these games with him in charge? I'm sorry, I can't take grit seriously after watching uh, Dan Camel, Campbell going on about with, with the Lions and they're sitting at two and six. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. However, I, I don't know, Josh McDaniels hasn't been what people seem to, well, what he was brought in to be, which is one of the issues. Like, he, he was brought in to be this this offensive genius from New England that, you know, has been in prime Tom Brady years, part of the Belichick tree. I just feel like people that are part of the Belichick tree don't do well in, as head coaches in the NFL. Like, apart from Rabel, maybe. Like, there's not really been other guys that have come in and been I mean, good. Brian Flores was good. He just couldn't handle the quarterbacks. But that <laughs> personnel that was, issues. The, yeah. the, being a head coach, it's not just X's and O's. You've got like personnel. Well, that's, that's where they seem to fail, right? They seem to fail with the personnel side of it. Well, not personnel, but personal side, I should say. But um, uh, what this Raiders team needs to start doing more is giving the ball to Josh Jacobs now. They, they, when they had some success, they were running the ball well, the offensive line was bullying people, and they were able to get Josh Jacobs going. The, the last few weeks, they haven't done that. And like I, I don't even know what happened last week against the, the Jags, because obviously they had a, a meltdown in the second half where they just couldn't score any points, couldn't do anything. And it's yeah, just, then they're, they're trying to play too much scattergun of throwing... I think Derek Carr was off target the second half of those games as well. And you, when you're ahead by that much, you need a run, like you're saying. But they're missing Darren Waller. He's missed three games now. Well, they're also missing uh, the... Chandler Jones, you can say, is missing. He's missing in action. Yeah, him, but not him. Who's the, the slot receiver? Oh, Hunter Renfro. He's playing. Hunter Renfro, yeah. Feder Renfro. He's, he's just been missing all year. Yeah, I blame coaching for that because Hunter Renfro is a damn good player. <laughs> I like you say he's a good player. Get in the ball. <laughs> oh, I, bl- I blame coaching too. I mean, <laughs> just you just need to look at Devontae Adams for that because two weeks ago he had one catch for three yards, I think. Um, last week he was dominating the first half against Jacksonville, was a no-show in the second half. And that's why they lost the game. Yeah, he had consistency. Eight, he had one catch of eight targets in that half, second half of last week. A lot of that was to do with the quarterback play, but then they were also trying to force it, and it just yeah, they they should have been using Josh Jacobs at that point. Right. Anyway, let's pick this game. Let's move on. We've talked about it enough. Pick it. Let's go, Sham. Easy Raiders. Raiders. I will also say Raiders. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? None of us were going to pick Jeff Saturday here. They're trying to lose. They've done that before when they got Andrew Luck. Exactly. They're, they are just trying to lose. All right. Um, Sham, take us to a game. All right. Can I go with the Arizona Cardinals, LA Rams here? I'd rather you didn't, but okay. Let's do it. I mean, I, I just think there's a lot going on with the Rams. Jalen Ramsey's comments last week. There's a lot of drama going on with Arizona. We've seen it with Kyler Murray, the team. I think there's cracks with both of these teams starting to show in public. 
Um, oh, that's oh, what, oh. why I think this is a must-win game for both. I hope Tottenham are on a hard knocks. Are they doing the in-season hard knocks this year? They are. Yeah, I saw, I saw something about Buda Baker, like, in passionate speech. Nah, I'm, I'm done losing. <laughs> the, the same hard knocks. Bill hey, it, seemed, it seemed to work for Justin Fields and the Bears. I, I've got my eye on this one because I think it's one of the be- better afternoon games to watch. You look at all the afternoon games. Cowboys, Packers, yeah. I mean, it's great storylines. 49 is charges. 49 is charges. That's a late game, right? That's yeah, a late game. No, you're right. It's uh, late. I mean, right. the afternoon game, yeah. Mike, you know, Mike McCarthy storyline going back to Green Bay, all that sort of stuff. But really, Arizona Rams is probably the best game of the, of the three. Yeah. Well, it, it's got a lot. It's got a lot going for it. Obviously, the Rams' offense need to show up and and start showing that they can do stuff. You know, McVay needs to probably sprinkle some something else in to try and get the the offense firing and going. He's blaming the, defense... the run game. Which I don't know if he should be blaming the run game. I'll be blaming Sean McVay for his running game rather than the individual players that... because I think Henderson's offering enough. Well, they, they never run the ball. Like McVay's never been a person that's run the ball. Like they don't, they don't try and go to it. And the, he hates it, Darrell Henderson. Whenever Henderson has a, even a, a fine game, he's like, "Nope, I'll, I'll, I'll put Cam Akers in. Nope, I'll try this, this play no get, one's ever heard." I'll get, bomb, I'll get this bomb off the street and I'll put him in. Henderson, sit on the bench. <laughs> exactly. In my, um, sorry, Dan. Well, I'm going to say if the Rams lose this, they're going to be three and six. If the Cards win, they'll be four and two. But if they lose, they'll be three and seven. I think if the Rams lose, they're out of the playoffs completely. At three yeah, and six. Both teams, if they lose, they're out. Yeah, this this is like the game that will determine if they make the playoffs or not. Because if they don't, like they're out. I think uh, the, I think the Cardinals might already be out, but I think the Rams definitely would be out if they lose here. Well, Buda Baker, um, Cardinals, one of their premier players, is out for this game. He's got injured. Um, don't know when he might be back. He might just miss one game. Um, I would say that I would say that helps the Rams, but the way that their offense is playing, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it sounds crazy, but the Cardinals, as much as they're dysfunctional and they are badly coached, you can't get how, how many penalties you get and be well coached. As, as much as it pays me to say it, but the Cardinals might actually be better coached right now. Yeah, I I agree. Like, obviously, we Sean McVay's just won a Super Bowl, so I can only like be so critical and stuff of him but i i just never really see um they, they have one game plan and when the game plan don't work that's it they don't Keep seem to cup. try and change anything yeah that's it they, they throw the ball to Cooper cup that's it obviously they've tried to get robinson in to try and replace odell beckham and it's just showed that chicago stink has just like stayed on him because he's no he's no odell beckham i wouldn't i'm not even going to call it chicago stink it's jacksonville stink um it's just stuck on him it, i see it's <laughs> he's no he's no Odell Beckham, and then that that doesn't help. And Matt Stafford is not the same Matt Stafford he was last year. That doesn't help. But like, I think I feel Matt Stafford just will never play well behind a terrible O line. He just doesn't move. Well, it, it doesn't help matters. But it's like what we were talking about weeks ago. That it's a new modern NFL. You have to be able to move a little bit in the pocket. You can't just stand still and like make plays and stuff. Like Stafford used to do that, but he's too hurt now. The amount of injuries he took at the Lions, it's just... It's well, Sean McVay should know that, though, coming from the Shanahan tree. And I don't think he's, he's adjusted well. But, you know, it is interesting. And it'd be interesting to see if Kingsbury tries to make any differences to his offense, which, you know... Like, we've seen Chicago now do it. Chicago is an example of what, like, Kingsbury should sort of look and do. Because, yes, I, I know that 
uh, Kyler's not the same athlete as what Fields is. Like they're different styles. Like obviously Fields is a is a giant compared to Kyler, but Kyler still has wheels. You can still get him running a bit more. I I don't feel like he tries to like sprinkles it in a little bit, lets him go for a scramble now and again. Like he makes a scramble, but I think they should design runs in for a little bit more or try and do a little bit of the um, RPO stuff. Like try and mix in something else. Like take a leaf out of the Eagles book. I, I agree. Uh, I don't know why they've they've, so, they've stopped Kyler running. I think Kyler doesn't want to run. Maybe he wants to preserve his career already at this stage. Um, <laughs> uh, so slide. I, I don't have so slide. He does <laughs> like, way too much. But well, it would help. It, it will help uh, Kyler first of all if Billy Price doesn't decide to snap over his head. Just snap straight. I was telling um, Chandler watching last week, like the amount of snaps that has gone over Kyler's head in his career. It's but pretty ridiculous. It doesn't help when you're in the six foot as a QB, though. Like, what, well, what do it doesn't you, help do you when expect? you have so revolving door at centre when Hudson's down. They've yeah. lost Hernandez this week uh, to injury. He's out. Um, I worry with how Aaron Donald's going to cause havoc. But then it's again, tough. I wonder how JJ Watt's going to cause havoc on the other side. All right, let, let's pick it, though, quickly. Uh, and then we'll do one more, and then we'll get to the rest of them. Um, I'll go first, I guess. And I will pick the... I can't believe I'm going to do this, but the LA Rams. You picked them against the Bucks as well. Yeah, I know. That was a mistake. And I am going with my Arizona Cardinals. I didn't think I'll pick them again. Uh, I was going to stop being loyal, but the Rams are so dysfunctional that I actually feel good about picking the cards. Yeah, I actually feel good about the cards because I think they can put up more points than the Rams can. So give me the Cardinals in this game. Cool. All right. Well, we're just going to move on to, to the Bowser Bowl before we go to the rest of the games. Uh, hopefully, anyway, depends if I think Jerry Bosa can get himself not injured. But San Francisco 49ers versus the Chargers, it's a California bowl. Um, and I think this is the best looking match of the week, to be quite honest. We say that every week with the Chargers, and it just never is. Yeah, the Chargers no. always seem to be the Chargers. Like at this stage, we might as well never overhype them again, and they might you know, <laughs> provide actual quality content. Um, I think- I think the issue the Chargers is going to have this this game is I don't know what their offense is going to look like. Obviously, Herbert's been playing hurt most of the year so far. Their receivers are like made of glass. So I think Josh Palmer is still healthy. But outside of Josh Palmer, I think the rest of them are still up in the air. But if they're playing, Keenan Allen needs to go on the black market and get himself a new hamstring. Um, but that's going to be an issue for them. And this this 49ers defense is actually pretty tasty. Like they've come into their own a little bit. They look good, and I think this is going to be a tough game for them. I think Kyle Shanahan's dreaming right now with McCaffrey and how we can use him with Debo Samuel with Ayuk. Um, when Elijah Mitchell's there, it'll be even more interesting how they'll be able to move every single chess piece, and then Kittle as well. So I don't see how a Chargers team with so many receivers out can. Hang with a 49ers team, which has so many good quality uh, options. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you just say Elijah Mitchell just because you have him on your fantasy team? Hey, he's on my IR. He's on my IR. <laughs> but let's not forget what a player he is and what he could add. But well, I, think, it'll be, I don't it'll think be a, Kyle Shannon cares. He'll be a oh, great backup now. He will be a good backup. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be a good backup now. That'll um, be him. Yeah, I'm excited to see this 49ers team, uh, what they can do with Debo and McCaffrey on the field specifically together. And the Chargers are badly coached. I've I've not rated um, their coaching hires. Um, the, the thing that excites me, 
the thing that starts me, the thing that starts me about the offense is that they've now had a bye week to be able to get McCaffrey more involved with things. Obviously, like he looks good, but then it, it's still learning a new playbook on the fly. And I think now he'll have a bit more time to have learned it, to be integrated more, like you say, to add, add the other pieces. Th- that offense is going to look scary. This is the move that they had to make to make them potential, like, you know, Super Bowl contenders at this point, right? They, they could potentially go to, or at least get to the championship game. Obviously, they've got the Eagles to face, but to get to the Super Bowl. But there's no reason why this couldn't be the Super Bowl team, right? Yeah, definitely. But in their, just in their division, they've got the Seahawks as well, who are quite fancying themselves. But I agree yeah. with you, this 49ers team have made a move that makes them a uh, an NFC championship contender. And I think the Chargers are just trying to hang on at this point. Seems yeah. like Keenan Allen's just trying to hang on as well. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, he needs to go to that market, get himself a new hamster. Well, let's not forget the 49ers just want to get into the playoffs. Like last year, once they get in the playoffs, they might be a contender. Right now, they're 4-4. Four and four. The Chargers are 5-3. and three. I'm going to make my pick here, guys. I'm going with the 49ers. Yeah, I'm I'm following suit. I think the Chargers have got too many injuries to be able to compete. Clean sweep, 49ers. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the rest. Uh, quickly go through them, make the rest of our picks. I now have to remember what we've picked. Uh, all right. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears. We'll start with uh, Shannon. Bears are my pick here because Fields looks like who he was drafted to be. He's having a... I don't trust him to be consistent all year, but he's, he's riding this wave. He looks like he's taking a Jalen Hurts step mid-season. And they've, the offense has taken some plays out of Baltimore's offense, and that shows because they're trying to get field in space, running more often, and it's working. And against this Detroit team who... I don't know if it was an upset, but they beat the Green Bay Packers. I would say it's an upset. They had a few opportunistic picks, but the Bears barely throw it. Like the fields barely, barely throws any yards. To be honest, um, this defense can be beat, and that's why I prefer the Bears. Well, I'm gonna Una reverse you on this and pick the Detroit Lions. And uh, yes, Fields has been starting to look good. Their offense is starting to to work a bit better. But what they've done is they've traded away in probably the two best players on their defense. So. This defense is also very beautiful for the Bears, whereas at the start of the year, the, the defense looked like it was the best unit on the team. Probably not the case anymore. And the Detroit Lions defense, since getting rid of their defensive back coach, it started to play well. Bit of a weird flex, but you know. Um, so I, it's going to be a close game, I reckon, but I, I would give the edge to the, the Lions in this. I mean, what you're saying is the Detroit defense has played well for one game? Two games. Uh, Two games. I mean, okay, two games, maybe. But uh, in my head... The Chicago Bears offense has only played good for two games. <laughs> uh, playing... Come at me about it. Well, let, let's face it. Justin Fields is breaking out the two best quarterbacks no, 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 in no, college no. coming into... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Two, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me, let me finish. The two best quarterbacks coming into last year's draft from a college perspective, in my opinion, were Tra- Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. And they're both showing that they're now rising to that top of that draft class. Justin Fields' running ability, you've got to put it up where they're after Lamar. I don't think any other quarterback runs like Justin Fields. Look, I, I agree with you, and I think that's fair. That's a fair comment. To say that he's breaking out after having two good games on this terrible offense is a, is a stretch for me. Uh, I do think it is the marketing hype as well. you got the offensive player of the week on a losing team, which is 
<laughs> unheard of, basically. And I, I, I kind of think the NFL is trying to build this guy up as a quarterback because they do every every time a young quarterback starts showing signs right. of good playability. Give, give this game too much time. Shall I'm, go, I'm, I'm going better. Cool. Moving on. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sham, what are you doing? I mean, it's in Kansas City, and even if it wasn't, it's Kansas City. <laughs> so, uh, Kansas City. Boo. Where's your you, integrity? You Where's backtrack your integrity? from that um, uh, away game narrative, which you always, always latch onto when the Jags are, you know, <laughs> are probably going to lose. I mean, the Jags don't play well at home anyway, so... And it's I, honestly, I, I'm I'm shocked with your integrity right now. But that I, I mean, it's a fair choice. The Chiefs are clearly going to win this game. Yep, easily the Chiefs. All right, Miami Dolphins, Cleveland Browns. Let's not play too long over this. It's going to be the Miami Dolphins to go to seven to three. Now that two is back, their offense looks much better, much healthier. It's still putting up points. Their defense has been a little bit disappointing, but I don't think Cleveland's offense is good enough to take advantage. Cleveland won't be able to stop Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, or Jeff Wilson Jr. as he was unstoppable last week as well. And yeah, I'm, it's Miami. Like Cleveland has been good in spurts. You just don't know when that game's going to be. But I trust Miami's offense too much right now. Cool. All right. Um, so next up, New York Giants, Houston Texans. Sean. Giants. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> that's that's all he's going to say. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah, at this point, uh, the Houston Texans, I'll be surprised if they win another game, or at least uh, two games. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, Giants for this, and I, I agree. I don't think the Texans have got another game in them at all. And yeah. the Giants, sorry, the Giants have been 6-2. and two. They're like, I don't want to say they're boring. They're exceeding everyone's expectations. But they're, but the they're, most boring, they're the most boring 6-2 and two team there's ever been. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. I agree with that. The Giants are... They're going to get about... all the media attention because they're the Giants. And, but yeah, they've, been, they've just got the close wins. Do you reckon the Houston Texans, Lovey Smith and um, Nick Carcerio, are both going to get fired at the end of the season? They've got rid of Jack Eastby. I reckon they might have another season. In them. I, I think there's too many knee-jet reactions. I know it's a result-based business, but Lovey Smith's got the name. Um, and it's got to right the ship somehow. Like switching and changing is not going to be the way to do it. I th- I think if they can grab a new quarterback, they'll get an offensive mind in a head coach. Right. right. Anyway, let's let's move on. Um, Giants, Giants, Giants. That's all we've gone for. Tennessee Titans, Denver Broncos. Shamil, what are you going for? I mean, the Denver Broncos look good two games in a row. They're coming off their bye week, I believe. Um, but Tennessee's running well, so uh, yeah, I know the second half they slow down against the Chiefs, but they're the Chiefs. I'm picking the Tennessee Titans. There's no way I see Russell Wilson uh, doing well against this front of the Titans. I'm picking the Titans mainly because of their defense. Uh, their defense is one of the best units in the NFL right now. And I think Russell Wilson, even coming off a bye week, uh, might struggle. I'm going to hate myself for it, but I'm going to pick the Denver Broncos. Um, reasoning being, I think the Broncos bye week might have helped them a little bit. Um, and I also... It's basically taking it. I don't think Malik Willis has enough to win this game for the Titans. So if Malik Willis doesn't play, uh, sorry, if Tannehill doesn't play, it's been Malik, Malik Willis, and he will not win. So I reckon Tannehill might. Uh, got, I know it's his ankle, but. Well, they say, they say he might return, and if he just return, it'll likely be a bad pick by me. But I'm playing the odds that Tannehill won't play. 
All right. Uh, my boys, New Orleans Saints against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tough game to pick, but I'm obviously picking Saints. Yeah, I, I won't have a, a, a another win for you in the win column this week because I'm, I'm going with the New Orleans Saints as well because <laughs> they're the worst of the two teams. Yeah, I mean... The, less the, worse, sorry. Yeah, Kenny Picker had all that hype from pre-season. He's failed to deliver on it. We've got Trent Richardson 2.0 with Najee Harris right now. The Saints are the better of the two worst. Could we worst see teams. more of Jalen Warren? That's, that's the rumours, apparently. Yeah, I, I think so. They need to they need to do something to sprinkle up the, this Pittsburgh offense. Jaden Waddle Waddle, sorry, is a he he adds a little bit of something to the offense. What Najee Harris, especially this year, has not brought pace. Yeah, I mean, I I just think they're in a bit of a rebuild mode in in Pittsburgh right now. All right, uh, let's move on and go with Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, Sean. This is easy for me. Dallas Cowboys are the better team. I've I've not been a fan of the Packers for a few weeks now. I think they had more than enough to beat the Lions. Rogers threw uncharacteristic uncharacteristic picks repeatedly. And I think that continues because this Dallas defense is just way too good. And they've got an equally impressive offense to match when they want to be. I think you've hit nail I think you've hit every point in the head. Like I don't think the Packers can stop Micah Parsons. And I, I feel um Toronto Diggs might have a couple of picks of Rogers in this game because Rogers is not firing. The Packers can't get on the same page. It looks like a fairly comfortable win for the Cowboys and a revenge game for Mike McCarthy. Um, yeah, I, I agree with the Cowboys there. I mean, the only point to bring up is the Green Bay Packers are se- severely injured right now. Um, their last game against the Lions, I think they lost like eight players to injury in that game. So, Richard Gary. For example, their edge rusher. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs as well. Nice. So uh, I think it it looks bad for them. Um, but anyway, moving forward, last game of the week: uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Commanders. Shamil, what's your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, the Eagles going undefeated at this rate into the season. Um, Commanders look better with Heineke. Um, Terry McLaurin looks like he is actually, you know, back to himself. Come on, man! It's the Eagles. They own this division. Yeah, it, it, you know, there's not anything more that needs to be said. Eagles are clearly the winners here. Yeah, um, barring some heroics from Heineke to Terry McLaurin, as we have seen now and then, um, they'll need a lot more than that uh, to beat the Eagles team. Cool. I don't know that note. That is the lot. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy the weekend's worth of football. If you're going to the game in Germany and you're a European listener, enjoy it. That'll be a great atmosphere. I'm jealous of you all going there. Um, and then hopefully your teams will win. Except as you're the Steelers. And on that note, see ya. Peace. Bye.